called the super genius, Mark Madden. I would want total and absolute autonomy. Hey, Mark. Great show. Are you part psychic? Well, I'm actually more neurotic than psychic. The X at 105.9. Joining me now in studio, the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Serbian reactionary, Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon how big is home ice for the Penguins, and how big is tomorrow night's game at Columbus? Well, it shouldn't be on either count. I've not been able to understand as many road games as I've done this year uh, why they look as different as they do, why the results have been different. There have been times when I've been tempted to just put it on the goaltending, uh, and not so much Matt Murray as much as Tristan Jerry and Casey DeSmith. They've gotten some road assignments, and they haven't gone well. But even that doesn't add up, you know? They went into Detroit last week and couldn't handle the Red Wings. Uh, it just it makes no sense. that Yeah, so that makes the game really big. I think it, I think it is. Well, I think so, too. Uh, I think given the disparity between their home and road record, I think given the, the situation they could find themselves in with opponents, I think if they lose this game... Even if they win their finale Friday, they could easily drop into a wild card and wind up playing Washington. Yeah, and then it starts getting a little bit more challenging. But at the same time... I think Washington would flinch against Pittsburgh more than Pittsburgh would flinch against Washington, though. Yeah, and I think Columbus would flinch against either. So, you know, there's all kinds of matchups there um, that that ultimately are still going to end up favoring the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, I I just, you know, first-round matchups don't interest me that much, you know, because now, as we've seen for two years, the Penguins have to win all four rounds. It's going to get tough at some point or other. You'd like them to build up some kind of momentum since things have gotten a little bit inconsistent here of late, particularly with the penalty killing and some of the defensive work. But ultimately, they're going to have to beat all of them anyway. And look, it's not like, and this is the part that's mystifying, it's not like the core of this group hasn't had immense success on the road, not least of which is Game 6 in San Jose and Game 6 in Nashville. It's not like they went out into Detroit and said, wow, look, man, this place is all red. It's scary. I can't win here. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Where are the Penguins lacking right now? I don't think they're playing horribly, but that edge just isn't there, at least not consistently. Their edge comes from the back line. And that doesn't just mean the defense. That means all of them coming back. And that's just what they haven't done on a consistent basis. When they've done it, Mark, they've looked the way they're supposed to look against anybody, regardless of the quality of the opponent, uh, good or bad. But they haven't done it. Uh, I like the fact that uh, Mike Sullivan today had Chad Ruedel back into the top six. Uh, I think you need to start setting up the way you're going to look for playoffs. I think they wanted to give Matt Hunwick maybe one last gasp. You know, and it went okay. You know, he is what he is. I don't know that that's going to just magically turn itself around. But they need to become a team that presses hard on the back end, presses collectively as a team on the back end. And from there, the offense just comes. That's what's missing. The PK worries me. That too. Uh, 70% <laughs> since Cole left, because that's not something you fix overnight. You just don't show up one day and you're great on the PK. Is something you build to and get better and better at. Although they, they, they did a decent job killing penalties, uh, even in the loss to Washington. They are convinced. They are convinced, Mark, these guys, that it's not as bad as it looks. It's not as bad as the results. They're looking at video. They're looking at the way the goals are being given up, uh, and they see some fluky bounces. They see you know, a ricochet here or there. Um, I'm not as convinced. I, I've seen at times where... 
they're not getting in the lanes that they need to to keep the puck from getting in the middle of the ice, and that was plain and simple, the formula for success that they had in the past two playoff runs, especially once they got deeper. But you look at them now, I think there's another variable in this. I don't know that they're getting the big save. I mean, who's your most valuable penalty killer? Oh, it's the goalie. By the same token, when I hear like Tommy Kuhnhockel said, well, we're doing great killing penalties, and once in a while a seeing eye shot no, no, sneaks no, no, through. No, no. Uh, then again, uh, not that Matt Murray couldn't make a few more good saves. He's making his share on the PK, though, so I think in terms of puck luck for the Penguins' PK, that's evened out, yeah. and they're still at 70%. And, and puck luck also, again, is minimized by keeping the puck out of the middle, and that's done in large part by players like Ian Cole, who I'm sure is all you know, everybody's going to be talking about over the next 24 hours. But he was a legitimately big part of that. Is he as big a part as some are making it now? No. Well, no, he, he was. He was a very big part of the PK, and that's it. Yes. That, that's that's where his. Oh, that's his not boss fair. Is. That's not fair. You know, that's a good five-on-five five hockey player. A replaceable five-on-five five hockey player, but a very just, good penalty. Just killer. like Nick Benino got replaced. Just you know, it just it just you know. I used to laugh and roll my eyes when Mike Sullivan, however privately, would complain that Cole talked to the media too much. Yes, he does. But this is the revenue, the residue, pardon me, of him having done that because he was so omnipresent, he seemed to the fans to be a bigger loss than he was. Yeah, I mean, when when Ian Cole was in there talking about, you know, eating Roman Yossi's slap shot and everything, it kind of elevates you in, in the, the folklore, you know? Um, and, and yeah, Sullivan was bugged by that quite a bit. We're talking today, John Kovacevic from DKPittsburghSports.com. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. Dejan, uh, who do the Penguins want to play in the first round of the playoffs and who don't they want to play? I think if you were the Penguins and you had to pick a team, I don't even know if this matchup's even possible, but you're just saying like anybody out of the East? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you'd pay, play Philadelphia. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're going to face a team that doesn't have a goalie. If you beat Columbus mm-hmm. and Philadelphia wins their last two games, Philly would jump over Columbus. There you go. I mean, facing a team that doesn't have a goaltender – uh, you know, you can't get much better than that. And the Flyers have a lot of good things going for them, but that undoes all of it. Right. They cannot score some teams, but not the Penguins. I mean, not the, without a goalie. They conceded yeah. five goals in each game to the Penguins this year. Not five goals per on average. You know, we're, we're a, a seven yeah, goal yeah, game, yeah. An eight goal game jacked it up. Five goals in every single game. Uh, otherwise, though, again, you know, you look at Columbus and, you know, they're a house on fire right now. We've seen that from them. Okay, we got knocked off the air for a second. We were talking about Columbus, but we won't anymore because they stink. Uh, at least I think they're <laughs> overrated. Now, what about Washington, Dejan? Are they underrated? And and by that, I mean underrated by Penguins fans. They, uh, yeah. they lost some guys over the offseason. Holtby's falling apart, but they still won the division, and Ovi's had a great bounce-back season. Yeah, and I think that uh, I'm guilty of underrating the Capitals. I know that. I, I thought that losing Marcus Johansson, losing Justin Williams, and then keeping T.J. Oshie for the bazillion dollars was going to be a really difficult thing to overcome for the Caps. They put some young bodies in there. They're actually a little bit faster. Did you think that the other night than, than what they were in the past? A little bit. Yeah, and, and and watching that... I don't know about faster because their defense still is not that as good. slow is maybe the term yeah, that I want to use. I saw guys getting a jump on the puck, being mm-hmm. quicker to the puck, maybe. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that they the, the Penguins would just 
cream them on uh, in that capacity over the past two playoffs. So that said, again, we're talking about goaltending here. Holtby clearly isn't going to be Barry Trotz's guy. It's going to be Philip Grubauer, and Philip Grubauer is a career journeyman backup. You know, so I don't mean to dismiss. You know, the Penguins' first-round opponents here, whoever they might end up playing, but they're still the Penguins, you know? And if they do, I'm going to sound like Sullivan here, but if they play the game the right way, their right way, they're just fine. Why do Penguins fans appear to fear New Jersey? I know the Devils got speed and Taylor Hall, but what else do they have? Um, I don't know that it's anything but that. Because if you look at the Penguins' season, one of the strange patterns that's formed, and it wasn't just New Jersey, the Panthers would give them all kinds of trouble because of all the speed and skill they had up front. The Islanders, even though they, they had their wins against the Islanders, the Islanders scored a bunch of goals against them. Uh, those teams have given the Penguins problems. They've made the Penguins look slow. Even though the Penguins aren't slow, and I could see where, from a fan standpoint, you look out there and go, "Whoa, <laughs> I don't want to be facing any of that," you know. Dejan, is there a clear-cut favorite in Eastern Conference? Is it is it one of the Tampa's or the Boston's or? I uh, see. That's why I have a hard time picking against the Penguins because I think Tampa and Boston in a series against Pittsburgh right now would be marginally favored, but only marginally so. And no team has Sid and Geno. And the Penguins do. Yeah, that's that's the big variable here. I go back and forth on Tampa and Boston. I still lean toward Tampa, not just because the Lightning beat the Bruins 4 nothing last night. Um, I, I just think they have amazing depth uh, at forward and on defense. I know Andre, Andre Vasilevsky hasn't been the best version of himself over the past month, but they still got everything. But the Bruins are, I mean, they're they're keeping pace, really, with the Blue Jackets the way they've played over the past month, but... When your best playoff pickup at the deadline is a guy who's turtled from playoffs throughout his whole career, meaning Rick Nash, of course, you haven't exactly helped yourself that much, and they're yeah, about to find the, that but, out. But McAvoy's really coming into his own. Yep. They added that Donato kid from the Olympics. They, they've they've improved throughout the season, they both have. in terms of uh, you know improvement as a team, as individuals, and a couple shrewd ads. Like yeah. you're right, Rick Nash. Can't be your big ad, but maybe he'll be good enough. Yeah, and especially since the Bruins still have, similar to the Penguins, that same core core of guys who won cups with them, with Patrice Bergeron, uh, Brad Marchand, and those guys, Tuka Rask. They know how to win. They've been there. Um, that said, again, the Penguins are the Penguins until they're not. You know, I mean, I, I just I, I don't see favoring another one of these teams if the Penguins do the right things. Now, now, you mentioned Latang earlier and how he has to mm-hmm. kind of uh, come to the fore and be the captain of the defense. And I agree. I don't think, he does. I don't think Tanger's been terrible. I think he needs to be a bit better. Does Matt Murray also need to be a bit better? I think he's played pretty good, but more than that is required now. Yeah, I think he needs to be that version of himself that when he came back uh, from, from his uh, father's passing, whenever he was completely locked in, when he gets – he has to have a little bit of uh, – a chip to him, I think, Mark. And I think we've seen that in the past couple of playoff runs where he loses a game, but he always comes back and wins the next one. Um, that's been his M.O. Uh, he needs to find that. I think he needs to find that before the playoffs start. I mean, tomorrow against Columbus would be a pretty nice place, obviously, for that to happen, especially considering who's going to be at the other end. Is there more pressure because the Penguins are trying to win number three in a row 
or less pressure because they've already won the last two? Boy, I, I you mean it's a good it, question, right? Yeah, it really is, but in, internally, in, internally, I I just don't get that. I, I think that they're I don't they don't see it as gravy time, but I think they see it as legacy time. And I think they see that as a well, positive. Well, they see it as legacy time, then there is pressure. Yeah, there's if pressure. If it's gravy time, there's not pressure. There's pressure. I, but I also think that um, that can be a good thing. Um, you know, Going way back here, the 92-93 team that we all talk about, they had some pressure, but I don't know that it was legacy pressure like this um, because you know it, dynasties back then were actually kind of common. And if the Penguins had won three in a row, it would have been, oh, here's just another team like the Islanders and the Oilers just before them and the Canadiens. Um, this one is looking to do something that's, for the most part, if you consider the salary cap era and everything, unprecedented. One quick Steeler question, Dejan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a mock draft that had them picking Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, in the first round. I think that's absurd. Is there any good path for the Steelers to take with that first pick other than inside linebacker? Uh, you know, I could make an argument uh, in in favor of safety. Still, I, I think you could pull that off so long as you found your playmaker. But no, <laughs> I mean, really, there just isn't. I mean, you need an inside linebacker who's a playmaker, who's a wild card. You need Ryan Shazier. I mean, I mean, I say that with all due respect. Ryan Shazier, uh, to me, was a great football player, and you know, hopefully, he still is again someday. That's Dejan Kovacevic brought to you by Walnut Grill. It's not time to ask Mark anything. Anything, anything, the keyword being anything. 412 333 WXDX.